The Runner's Diary Podcast with Brian and Damian. News, results, and interviews from the Cork running scene and beyond. Welcome to the Runner's Diary, episode 37. I'm Damien. And I'm Brian. On this week's show, we will have all the latest news, all of last week's results, upcoming fixtures. And our interview this week is with Lee Bayman, Charlie O'Donovan. That's all to come on this week's episode of the Runner's Diary podcast. Welcome to yet another week. Brian, fresh from your Mavo Ventures today. How has your week been? Uh, okay, shall we say, yeah, the weather has not helped. I mean, so many people saying it, and I know we should just get out and get on with it, but it's been brutal. It was good to see a bit of dryness today, but it certainly made the running a bit difficult. Um, I think I got out five days over the week, but probably missed one of the sessions that I wanted to get in. So uh, small steps forward, but I need to be more consistent, and I'll talk about that a bit more in my Mallow 10 review, maybe. But yeah, look... Just trying to get into the habits. I need I need to change. Mm. I, I said it a few times over the past couple of weeks. I really need to change my structure because, you know, life and kids' sports and all that has really taken over the evening. So it's hard to get out. So I'm trying to become a morning person, but it's um, a changing of years and years of bad habits to become a morning person now. So I'm yeah. definitely a night out. So it's, yeah, and, and it's yeah. hard. It is. It does take getting used to. But look, thankfully for myself. You know, bar I think one really day, one morning we had the mornings were actually perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just makes it so much better when you do see the absolute lashing rain and you know I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got out. Um, I was hoping I was, I was hoping to do a parkour on Saturday. Didn't get to do it, but I'm going to do a time trial tomorrow myself, five k time trial, just to see where I'm at, and that's all I want mm-hmm. to do. Um. Anything on the so, horizon coming up? No, I'm like to be honest with you, I need to find out because I was hoping to do the graded leagues, the John Buckley graded leagues and track, but obviously CIT is closed or MTU mm-hmm. is closed. Um so I'll have to see what the story with them is, but it, it is going to be I am look as I said before, I am going to concentrate on track early on. Yeah. yeah. I want to try to get a bit of speed back into the legs. So mm-hmm. look, I'm gonna this week has been a bad enough week for mileage, really. You know, mm-hmm. like yourself, it's been busy. Sunday, the clock's going forward today. Didn't didn't help mm-hmm. me this morning. So, but look, you get that. I bet the last five weeks have been grand. So, mm-hmm. just need to push on now a small bit. Which, so, look, as you said, onwards and upwards. Mm-hmm. So, we'll get on with it and we'll, we'll start fresh again from tomorrow. Absolutely. So, I think, Brian, we're going to start this episode with a shout out we need we need we're, we're looking for you know people clubs individuals or anyone like that if you have any results from the previous week that you know like you know in case we missed them or anything like that to give us a show to give us an email to give us a you know a message on messenger at the end of the day look we do miss results we, we say that you know we but we're looking for people to help us out with that. Just send us on. If you know someone who ran up in Dublin and you want to hear the results shouted out, send it to us. We'd be more than happy to do it. Um, so if people can help us out with that, it would be absolutely great. Yeah, for sure. No, I have a major, major, major announcement. <laughs> yeah, and I think people have been asking me and asking me and asking you and asking everybody. Um, but I can finally reveal what the Cork City do we call it the Cork City Marathon 10k or do we just yeah, call it the we Cork call City that's no, yeah. the Cork City Marathon 10k we'll say that so we can finally 
Uh, and I know a lot of people have been asking us, like, we can finally reveal what the Cork City Marathon 10K route is. And to be fair, there's been immense work going on in the background. And I know people are getting anxious and giving out and what have you. But I also know the likes of Eamon and his team behind the scenes were doing Trojan work and had to, you know, go through the red tape of getting it approved and all that type of stuff. And while I may have annoyed people, there's very, very valid reasons. So it's worth waiting for. It's a great route. I think it's going to be an incredible route for people to really go and get good times on. So here it is. So it starts on Patrick Street. It goes out Washington Street, back in the Mardike. Sleek come on the man along the Keys, out to Blackpool, which is the marathon loop of, um, the same as the marathon loop that goes out to Blackpool. Back into town again, over the bridge, back down the Keys, onto North Main Street and finishing the path and finishing Patrick Street again. So basically, it's the same start and finish as a marathon and really all inner city running so i would think that's a pretty flat route i think bar a tiny incline into blackpool that is as fast as you're going to get really in around the city um and it's worth waiting for them because we know there was other courses rumored and stuff like that but well done to everybody in cork city for getting it first of all for getting the start and finish in Patrick Street. I think massive. Huge. Yeah. Massive. Huge, yeah. Um, we and did, one of the lows as well. Yeah. yeah, one of the lows is that like the the, the the marathon itself is starting at 8.15 and the 10K is starting at 8.45. So look, I know we spoke about the relay stations being missing, but, you know, hopefully the 10 crowd, 10K crowd come in early, you know, to see the marathon off. Um, and because they're finishing back in Patrick Street, Patrick Street, they hopefully will be there again to mm. see the marathon home. Yeah. Um, yeah. So look, it's... It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I think it's as good a course as they could have picked. So, you know, for those who are going for the 10K, there's really something to go after now at this stage. Yeah, no, I delighted from it. I think it's brilliant, great course, fast. So well done to everybody involved in that. Yeah. So again, more or less an inner city route. And again, I know the Cox City Marathon team will be putting out uh, more of that over the coming days. So again, it'll be there for everybody to see and share. Um, but again, Look, we're all looking forward to know it's getting a bit closer and our podcast here will certainly be kind of tuning in a bit more to more marathon specific stuff and Cork City Marathon in itself uh, specific stuff. So watch the space over the coming weeks. Again, some great news coming this morning there Sunday. Obviously, we're recording this on a Sunday. So uh, there was a new junior park run took place this morning in Bannonlock and I saw some footage of it and it looked like a lot of it fun was had. Um, a lot of excited parents as well on, on display. But um, yeah, even today on when I went to the Maddox 10 today, I met John Cassan at Startline and John is another one of these guys behind the scenes doing great work with Park in Ireland. And, you know, again, he was excited to tell me that news as well. Um, so again, well done to everybody involved with the junior park runs that take place every Sunday morning. Um, check out parkrun.ie for full details. There's a number of um, junior park runs now at this stage. And big news again there's another one coming next week so um i think it's the same mary's campus there in is a church field and mm-hmm. um, there's a new 5k starting next week i believe so again check out parkrun.org a great way to introduce kids i know some kids i know go out and do the 5ks as well but certainly great way to introduce kids to the sport and have a bit of fun um half past nine start on sunday morning so you'll be over and done with pretty quick pretty quickly and yeah. can get on with your day yeah no brilliant again as you said another great Thing to have set up in the in the area for people to get out on to. So, as I said earlier, we're looking for people to give us 
you know, send us on information to shout out. So we have a we have a couple, obviously. We'll start off with a, a massive congratulations to Watergrass Hills Chair person Colette O'Donoghue, who was the first lady home in the uh, 5K dash in Phoenix Park on Saturday. Um, Colette and Ferris, she 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 can turn up anywhere. Hmm. Um, does un- unbelievable work with Watergrass Hill. Managed to be able to fit in, you know, all the running and being the chairman for the club or chairperson for the club. Sorry, um, fair play to her and delighted for her. And I saw, I think, um, Dolores was up there with her as well. So yeah, you know, no doubt a few Watergrass Hill made it, made the journey. Funny you say that actually that you could see Colette anywhere, but Dolores was there yesterday and Dolores is in Mallow 10 today as well. I see her in Mallow 10, so they certainly get to the get to the events and fair. And you know what? That is huge because. I know from my own race here at the moment, you know, and I know from talking to so many race organisers through all local clubs here, but further field as well, it's hard selling races at the moment. It's hard to get the numbers in and it's certainly hard to get the numbers in early. And you have people like this who are going to races every week and supporting mm. races every week. So, you know, look at it. I won't talk too much about my own event, but just in general, support clubs. You know, if we don't support these races and the clubs, we won't have races. So, do your best to get out there and, and get to these events, you know. Definitely. And I also had a, a message from <clears throat> Owen O'Connor, young Owen, o- Owen O'Connor, who said, look, can you please give my mother a shout out? <laughs> um, so Adele O'Connor. Adele. This, is tur- this is turning into like Derry, Derry on 96 FM every Sunday morning. Oli's an Irish. Oli's an Irish. So Adele. This is from last week from the Mullingar half where congratulations to Del of Belgooli AC who finished third in the F50 category. I shouldn't have said this, the F <laughs> category. Um, so well done to Adele and that. Um, again, Adele, you know, a past Eagle member. Um, see Adele an awful lot and it's great to see her on the podium there. So well done, Adele. Maybe that's something we should do. Do you know the way Derry O'Callaghan has this EP listener, yeah. this ever-present listener, number 523. <laughs> I think we'll have to bring in ever-present listeners for the podcast. Well, you never know. Yeah. You never know. No, um, I was in, I was in Mallow on. today and I can tell you something, there was hats plenty around. Uh, I, obviously, my own wife, Ali, she was out in course cheering me on with the kids and wearing a runner's diary hat proudly. And of course, our friend Andy for Marathon. There was always a Marathon winners around as well, actually, but Andy was there to support plenty of people and he was wearing his runner's diary hat too with great pride as well. So I don't know if he's getting money off us for this or what, but he's not getting it off me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so oh yeah, and actually amazingly the last as you said, I think I said last week, like I've seen a couple of people out running and I said, geez, that's our hat. And yeah. I've seen people in the shop. And so, you know, it's 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 great to see it. And I know people have actually I, I know a couple of people have ordered some of the t shirts and the tops as well from the Go Sports team where we've site and so you know thanks to everybody who does support the show that way you know it's it's great to get our name out there and to be seen so you know we just thank everybody for wearing it and wearing it proudly and everyone else but i probably saw ken ken nason's picture with the with the hat the other day as well so that's Jumping as well at Mallow today, there was a few people came over to me and one of them was Chris Grayson as well. And Chris is a good follower of the podcast and had nice words to say. So that's much appreciated as well. And to everybody else who gave a shout out as well. Now, there was another Marathon men- member in attendance, uh, a Marathon winner, I should say, in attendance in Mallow this morning. Our other good friend, Tyg O'Sullivan. 
No, there was mm. a lot of controversy, and I don't know if stories have reached you at this stage, but um, oh, they have, oh, they have. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to take it or will I take it? But uh, so look, I, I, you were there, so I'll, I'll say what I've, what I've heard first. Okay, so I've heard a rumor that this didn't, come, this didn't come from me to you. No, this, no, this has not come from me to you. So okay. I heard a rumor that Tyg and Gary Walsh had an agreement beforehand to pace at seven minute miling the Mallow Ten today. And it was all good. Tyg agreed to bring his Pegasus. Mm-hmm. This is what it was, it was agreed to be bought. The Pegasus, not the Invincibles, which was the original choice. It was the Pegasus. And all of a sudden, that seven-minute miling turned into six-minute miling on the journey down. Now, I don't think, I don't know if they were in the same car that I don't think no, so. I can confirm that Gary Walsh travelled with me this morning. And, yeah, and so on it turned journey. into six-minute yeah. miling and vapour flies in tow correct so now i've experienced with this and I, I think i've mentioned this before with a certain um training partner of mine mark smith who agreed to pace me one day and within a mile of it had gone so far ahead of me that you know i never saw him again till the end so what's your point of view on this like is is an agreement an agreement I'm not sure, but Gary Walsh was very upset anyway. That's why uh, I, I, I had to console him in the car journey on the way in. <laughs> so, Ty, you have some explaining to do. Is it the equivalent of getting a, a 50 in, on a day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they can make it up so, between themselves. Yeah, exactly, lads. And lastly, before we get into results, um, we will be send. I, I will be putting up a link up this week for a, just a bit of feedback from people if they can give it to us we're just looking for people to let us know of you know who what they like about the show what they'd like to see us do in the show and who they would like to see interviewed now we can't take everything on board we're going to take as much as we possibly can and we will you know we we will definitely look into it because look we're we're still new to this we're still learning a lot to this and we want to get people's feedback of what's working and what's not working um constructive criticism is something we will definitely take on board every single time because it's something that we learn from so yeah i'll be putting one. a link up in our social medias with that so you know it's you it's not your link won't be up in it for anyone to see it's just for us to see so i'd be i really appreciate if people could help, actually help us with this um and you know we we might learn a lot from it one other thing as well and i don't know if i should even say it but i kind of had forgotten about it but i was very much reminded in Mallow this morning as well that i need to find a race to run mm-hmm. in fancy dress yes and i have to get my legs back so that hasn't been yeah. forgotten we are actually it's we, as i said it was supposed to be this weekend but rory unfortunately is away we were looking at next weekend but that is easter weekend so look it is going to happen i promise people that it is definitely going to happen um it might now just have to happen midweek with me doing one day and rory doing another day but it's going to be caught on camera there is going to be video evidence of it so this has not gone away just to let people know a quick update as well um we are just waiting on some of the money to be transferred into the accounts to hand it over to um, our uh, charities. So that should be within the next few next week that that's happening. So then we will be um, meeting the lads to hand over the checks of just under two thousand euros to each of them. So yeah. you know it's fantastic. So on that note, I think we'll get down to the serious business of the results. 
So we start off with the park run results. Um, from this week, and we start off with Cork, where there was a very fast time in Ballincollig from Peter Smallcomb in a time of 15.51. And in Mallow, the Evergreen, Martina Kiley, um, had an, yet again another fantastic run in the park run in a time of 18.40. And Martina is one person I think we will definitely be looking into having an interview at some stage down the line because fairness for, you know, unbelievable results of late and, all, and you know, kind of consistent running. Yeah, we were lucky. To, no, sorry, we were lucky enough to catch up with her before after mm. some race results. But uh, yeah, that's three back-to-back park runs. I think now at the stage. So, as you said, ever consistent in fairness. Uh, Limerick, we go to next. So, um, the first uh, female home there in Limerick over the county was in Limerick itself. Karen Rain in a time of twenty forty-two, and first male uh, Michael Carmody, well known to many as well there. Um, so he got a time of sixteen oh seven in Mungret. And in Clare, in the, I can never pronounce this, is it Illamang? Oh, jeepers. Anthony Teague in a time of 18.28. And in Castleford, and Deirdre Finn in a time of 23.55. Tipperary, we go to next, and both uh, fastest times male and female came in Feathered Town. Eugene O'Keefe in a time of 18.26. And Karen Blakely in a time of 23.22. And in Waterford, and Jamore, you David Power in a time of 1744, and Ruth Comerford in a time of 2151. And then in Kerry, in Listol, you had Kira Leahy in a time of 2105. And in Killarney House, you had Dara O'Leary in a fantastic time of 1554. So that's all the park run results. Um, from across Munster. So well done to everyone who took part in that. So I think we start off, Brian, with pretty much the big race of the weekend. The Mallow 10 with a total of 1,024 runners. So another brilliant um, attendance. So before yeah. we come to you, we'll just go through the top male and top female. So winner of the race is... Former guest. Former guest and nicest man and one of the nicest men in Cork Ryan Creech in an incredible time of 49.35 from Leeville AC um, Ryan continued obviously his unbelievable form that he's had at the moment so well done to Ryan and congratulations from everybody at the Runners Dairy Podcast um, then second place was Niall Shanahan uh, in a time of 50.37 from On Brew AC Niall is just an incredible, incredible runner. Like, you know, he's taken out results here, left, right and centre, always in the mix. Fantastic runner. And I know that age age means nothing, but at the same time... No, you're saying it. You don't say that to me. He is still in his in the M40 category, you know, and... Oh, it's it's actually incredible and delighted for him. And then on the other scale, yeah, you have it's... Dean Casey um, from Ennis Track Club in a time of 51.55 who came third overall. And what made that extremely interesting is the, the third, fourth and fifth were only three seconds of a difference between them. So Dean Casey took the win in 51, or took the third in 51-55. Peter Samba in a time of 51-57 was fourth. And Kane Collins in a time of 51-58 
was fifth. So, you know, an unbelievably close battle between the three lads. Yeah, um, like, and, and I'll be honest, the, the finish in Mallow 10, there's a slight, you know, you, the last mile, obviously, there's a slight of put up, mm. but then you have certainly maybe 100 metres or more of a downhill. So that must have been some finish to see. I'd say, yeah. you know, it would have been good to see that finish, though, in fairness. Yeah, definitely. Then to the ladies, um, Lee Vale again took the win there from um, Neve Moore in a time of 59.36. So Neve again continues her great form at the moment and it's great to see it. Um, Catherine Murphy from Eagle AC in a time of 102.37. And Catherine is, I'd say this much, Catherine is obviously part of Eagle, which is my club. And Catherine is so consistent in her running and it's I'm delighted for Catherine to see her up in, um, on the podium for this one. Um, it's well-deserved, so well done, Catherine, on that. And in third, Ola Byrne from St. Finbar's AC in a time of 102.34. Um, sorry, sorry, I beg your pardon, that was the net. So there was 102.40 and 102.45. So Ola was yeah. just behind um, Catherine there as well in that. So, you know, a very close battle between second and third there as well in that. So, Brian, how was it? Yeah, looking good day out. Um, Weather-wise, I think, you know, Mallow for me anyway over the years has always been kind of glorious sunshine. It was a bit unsure going in there this morning, but it turned out to be a lovely day. It actually got extremely hot in the last, latter stages of the race. But um, yeah, I had a big, you know, the normal big race feel about it. Um, in fairness to Mallow, again, Mallow SC, you know, always very well organised. Seemed to be endless amount of stewards across the route and, on, on you know, at all the points that they needed to be and well stewarded the event. Um, lovely start as always inside the Mallow grounds. You know, got a good warm up down there myself. A few of the lads, mm. Gary, Ty, Connor, Shane Collins, Kennings joined us. Um, kind of, you know, there's so many places to warm up. You have the actual park run course there around the castle grounds um, and so on around Mallow. So, you know, it's, it's, it's ideal. It's an ideal venue. So, yeah, good race for myself. It wasn't the best event. Um, I know, look, I, I, I'm behind where I should be at the moment, and I know that myself. Um, but yeah, I felt a bit tight going off the first mile or so, and I just didn't loosen out at all. You know, sometimes you kind of run these things yeah. out, but it just didn't happen for me. So, struggled my way around, got around anyway. Uh, shout out to Trevor Woodgate, who was pacing there. Uh, one of the paces from Mad OSC tried his best to kind of pull me along at times, but uh, it just wasn't happening. But look, great day out, great crowds, you know, runners from all different counties as well, which is great to see. Um, and plenty of colour there and good spectators as well. There was good support around the course and in particular coming into the finish there. So, yeah, hats off to Malawi AC again. It's not an easy event to take on in a big town, you know, a lot of road yeah. closures and, you know, as I said, high high level of stewarding. Um, so it's not an easy event to organise. So from what I can see, it went off pretty smooth anyway. Yeah, no, today from very, very big club, you know, so it's great to see the race go off smoothly like that again, as usual. So well done to everybody who took part. And, um, you know, it's it's, it's it's the first, second big 10 mile of the year. Not many of them left, really, to be honest with you. Or it's Cove, isn't it? Isn't Cove? It's Cove, yeah. I think there's a lot of people uh, talking about that as well, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, so that should, that's next Sunday now, so that should be a big one. So we'll move on to the Imrah Clonmel Half Marathon where we have um, the winners there. So Nick Hogan was the winner and Mark Lehan was in second and Owen Patrick O'Hara was third. And we have no time for that at the moment, it's just names yeah. at the moment. Nick, Nick um, Hogan is another guy that's, you know, super consistent as well in fairness yeah. between trail and, and road running. So we've mentioned his name quite a lot as well. 
Yeah, and the ladies then as well. The first three there, Cash uh, Carty uh, was first lady home. And then you had Ike Keller from Mallow and Joan Ryan from Mallow. So good deal for the Mallow athletes there yeah. at the Clonmel Half Marathon. And I think a shout out as well to, I believe, Dio Gorman was the race director on the day. And I think a lot of high praise back from um, participants about the course itself. So again, you know, well done to the, everybody involved with Emirat. They organize some great events. And um, if you want to know a bit more about the trail running, check out their website, imra.ie, for the next events and, and uh, a bit more about the trail running. Yeah, and um, let me move on to the Oma Half Marathon, where a very impressive 2,214 people, runners took part in it. Um, very impressive altogether, um, with winner being Gary Hergerty from Strive Racing in a time of 106.50 in second. Sergio Cabano from Clonave Harriers AC in a time of 107.55 and in third was Michael Fox from Armagh AC in a time of 108.01 Yeah and in the females their event event again you had Jessica Craig from North Dung AC in a time of 117.51 Claire McColgan from Lifford Straban AC in 118.04 and Helen McCready from Ross's AC in a time of 119.57 and look, we just call that one out again. I know it's it's up in Oma, but it's a huge event. Um, yeah. As you said, huge numbers there. Uh, what do we say? Two over two thousand two hundred fourteen yeah. participants. So yeah. again, just trying to reach out and pick up the big events of the weekend as well. So again, well done yes. to everybody who ran there. And just two things to finish on. First one, well done to Carrick Devar and Cork City AC, who um, all had their battle today in the Mardike. Um So they had a massive amount of kids out there. I was down the area. I was um, Glamour Super League were playing in the semi-final of the, the playoffs. So I was down and the traffic was nuts around the place. So there was plenty of kids around. So well done to everybody who took part in that um you know and i i've no doubt it was great fun for them also a massive congratulations to um a few um monster people who won um awards for the volunteer in sports so well done to Cleto Reardon from West Muskery AC. Congratulations to Jean Courtney from Kil- from Killarney Valley AC. Um, Joe Chowick from Duan AC and from Niall O'Sullivan from Clamel Athletic Club as well, who all um, received their awards over the weekend. You know, obviously, volunteers are absolutely massive parts of the club of, of, of athletics. So very very well deserved to every one of them yeah and i just want to give one shout out as well to all the young kids who traveled back to Henri up today for the avenue championships uh, a bit unusual to have to pass over the border and do it in Kerry, but again obviously with the track closed in cork at the moment uh well done to all the kids and volunteers again who went back to Henri for the avenue championships yeah so with that i think that's all the results for today and we'll move on to the fixtures Follow us on social media. Find The Runner's Diary on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay, so coming up next weekend, um, obviously, as we said, it's another big one on the calendar. It's the Sonia O'Sullivan Cove 10-mile road race. So, again, a lot of big uh, numbers heading that way. Um, and it should be interesting to see. So that's on a 10.30 next Sunday. Um, also, we have, uh, obviously, the park runs on every Saturday. And as we said, the junior park runs on 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 Sunday as well at 9.30. 
Um, in the world of IMRA, we have at 11 o'clock the Craig Woods in Tipperary. Uh, so that's coming up as well. Um, after that, we're looking ahead to the following weekend, the weekend of the 8th and the 9th. So on the 8th, we have the Liscarra Lacey 5K. And on the 9th, uh, a race that we spoke about a fair bit here is the Corsi's AC 5 Mile Road Race. So again, uh, that's just two weeks ahead. Uh, check out the events page on our um, website, therunnersdiary.com. Uh, for more details, again, Cork Athletics is another good source for um, calendar and events. Mm. So uh, check that out as well. And John Quigley, as you say, is one of the guys there who we done last week who's doing a good job and keeping that up to date. Yeah. So that's it. That's it for the pictures. Yeah. So that's check it. Out. And yeah. we'll move on to our big interview of the week, which is with Charlie O'Donovan of Lee Vale AC and Villanova. Um, we Charlie and Fairness, and we just have a, we had a bright and easy chat. Um, myself and Brian and Ferris, lovely fella, uh, very easy to talk to, phenomenal runner, incredible. Um, his times are unbelievable, and you know going to Villanova and tearing it up at the moment. So enjoy the interview, and we'll catch you on the other side. For the latest results and details of upcoming races, go to therunnersdiary.com. So, delighted to be joined by Charlie O'Donovan. Charlie, how are things? How are you? Not too bad. How are yourself? Thanks for joining us. You're after joining now the, the likes of all the young lads before us who, you know, the last few weeks with Dara, Evan and Michal and Ryan. So, you know, we're getting a lot of fast lads on at the moment. So we're delighted to have you on. <laughs> um, for those who can't see Charlie, you would know what college he's in anyway. He's a tire. He's the Villanova t-shirt, the Villanova hat, the Villanova everything. So, you know, it's great for you to join us. Um, two o'clock time. Yeah. You long running all that done? Yeah, yeah. A nice fifteen miles this morning, so can't complain. Just and what was the pace in that what was the pace in that fifteen miles? Uh six six thirty, I'd say, I think okay. it was. So okay. just like start probably started off at seven and then by fifty, but just let to just, work. Uh, yeah, just handy, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, whatever happens. We'll come to your training there in a bit. What we'll do, what we're going to start with Charlie is what we start with everybody else is we're going to do a little rapid quick fire questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so flat course or hilly course I know your track so we, we use this as a training run we say at the moment so for like you mean just for, for, a, for a training like, would you yeah would you prefer a flat route or a hilly route a hilly route for an easy run yeah perfect and then and you do race a bit at home when you're on the roads do you prefer the hilly road or the hilly routes or the, the nice flat fast ones uh, I'd say the fast ones yeah like even just <laughs> cross country courses here I'd say probably the 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 easiest substitute for that, so I'd say yeah, probably. Uh, you can put one in sometimes. The, mix yeah, it in. We'll mix it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got caught with this last time with the lads when I said short or long distance. So, by long distance I mean marathons and half marathons. All right. So I'm going to take you as a short distance runner. I think I, I, I don't even think I need to ask, ask you this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess the only one where it gets difficult is probably middle distance or long distance. Yes. Because it'd be like 1500 3K. So it's like right yeah. in the middle. So, right. Would we go middle distance? Yeah. Is, would be your favourite? Middle distance. All right. Um, again, this is slightly... I, I presume you're dragonflies, as I can see, but a Nike. Yeah, yeah. And would you wear the alpha flies or vapor flies in any of your long runs? Uh, <clears throat> not. I do a lot of my workouts in the next percents um, okay. and the streak flies. I've never tried the alpha flies. Actually, okay. I've only tried them on for a stride when my buddies had them. But mm. uh, 
I'd say they're probably very similar by the sounds of it. Very similar, very Martin specific, yeah. which you know you'll 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 find out about in a few years' time. So we know fair enough. Um so the back or the middle or the front of the pack when racing. Um the front or the middle. Perfect. Yeah. Run alone or with a group? With a group. I'm used to that now, I'd say these days. Perfect. Uh, training in hot weather or cold weather? Hot weather. Are you a morning or evening runner? Um, morning. Morning. I prefer the morning, I guess. Yeah. yeah. If I didn't run, I would... Good question. I'd like to to say I'd be playing in the Premier League or something because that's probably what I wanted to do when I was like 10 years old. But to be honest, we ask ourselves that these days and I don't know actually, to be honest. You would be probably at home sitting down somewhere in um, in, in Douglas, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Walking in 9 to 5 in Turner's Cross. Yeah, I'd I'd be at home (laughs) degree in UCC. Yeah. Yeah. Probably on the points and... uh, Just living yeah, the dream. A job. <laughs> yeah. I can't run without. Uh, band work. That's a first one. That's a first one. Tea, coffee, or something else? Coffee. And beer or wine? Beer, I'd say. Yeah. Beer is it. Perfect. So that's it. So. We, we, we got to know you a little bit more anyway out of it. Um, so, Charlie, obviously, we kind of start back off in your earlier days. Um, I know Ken Nason obviously was a big influence on your early days in Leeville. Um, but how did you get into running yourself? Was it through the school or was it just an, um, an interest that you always had? I, I was through the school, through Cree Street. Um, so I was in first year doing a bit of Gaelic football, a bit of hurling, a bit of soccer. And there was an announcement over the intercom for a meeting for cross country. And I didn't even actually know exactly what it was, but I went along. And um, from there, they were saying that they would be meeting for runs after school, a one mile loop, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And a few of us decided to join. And I actually was struggling to keep up with the lads from my class, but I actually enjoyed it. And then uh, Ken came in on Wednesdays and that's kind of how it all started really i ran with the school the first cross-country season and then not so long after then i joined leeville went under ken and then uh, slowly started removing the other sports over the next year to the point then where i was just running it became yeah. very quick i'd say probably but in the space of around six months i got rid of them all and what was what sports did you play for that obviously probably getting football hurling was it yeah and you know they they're just they suit running, but at the same time they are very different. You know, I I very. went I went back playing one day playing soccer, and I was like, oh, geez, I'm first fit, I'd be flying. And I went back, and I nearly died to death after the first five minutes of it. It's horrendous. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say these days now, I'd say if I played a game of soccer, the lateral movements, I'd say my body so used to go in one direction. That, yeah. Uh, I always say to everyone, ask me what, what would you do in a beep test, and I was like, honestly, probably not great because just. Running. <laughs> The cut the turns yeah. I wouldn't be great at them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, football, soccer, and hurling. And just yeah, for, the, bars. Who, the bars was it? The okay. bars, yeah, yeah. No big bars family. My mom's side of the family is all uh, they're all bars heads, and my uncle is the 
chairman. Okay, all right. So, all yeah. right. Yeah, you've been, you've been a nice couple of years, so we'll we'll give you that. I I I yeah. I, I, I know support stars because my kids play with stars, and so you know, hopefully we'll see our teams back there soon enough yeah. again. Um, so obviously Leeville, you got into Leeville. Did you? When we can obviously and did you have a training group nicely that you just fell into with some of your friends or how did you how was the early days for you yeah i mean i was 13 14 and so luke one of my my best friends ken's nephew was was running and he was at that point already at the top of his at uh, nationally in the 1500 at his age he ran for ireland and then you'd connor walter he ran like one, I think one fifty one in the eight hundred, and those guys. But there was a bunch of other lads too, and like I kind of that's that was what, that was great about Ken's group is there was kind of all levels, um, and I would say yeah, probably between the ages of probably fourteen and eighteen at the time when I was mm. at the the lower end of it, and um, you'd kind of have a bunch of different groups. One of the lads from my school, from my class too, James Mintern, Chris Mintern's brother, oh, yeah, yeah, was in my group too. So he's. Uh, he was also a triathlon at the time, so I was able to uh, kind of just work my way through the groups as yeah. time went on. So. And how was the training? Was was Ken very, you know, hands on with it all with you? Um, you know, constant contact. I have no doubt. Probably at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess over time, and as I became more committed, like obviously, um there was more involvement from Kim. Mm. Um, but we would meet Tuesday, Thursday. And then at, I guess at first too, I was seeing him at the school too, because I would still be training him at the school until to the point where I actually was like, all right, now I'm actually running five days or four or five days a week that I wouldn't need to actually also go to the school training. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was all always relaxed, always a lot of fun. That's like, he, he always, yeah. always was and always, and still is. So, um, it was always a relaxed atmosphere and we go to the Mardyk, CIT, the farm, anywhere really up by his house for some hills. Yeah, yeah. I, like that, yeah. I, I, I've done a few of them hills in the last few weeks. So yeah, yeah. It's, um, and I, I've heard all the stories. Oh, Jesus, Charlie would just come up this now in, you know, 42 seconds and there'd be nothing to him. And then just there, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, in fairness, like, you know, obviously myself and Brian would know Ken very well through the the physio and things like that and he is very hands-on and you know what was his track sessions like did they you know was anyone in particular that you was your favorite from very early on or, or mm, from earlier on we say from the early on days something that's kind of really made you go oh i actually like this a lot um obviously or, or was it just literally the fact that you know you had a great group of friends there that you really just enjoyed meeting up with the lads and it didn't matter what you did yeah, at first, at first, it didn't matter what I did, and it was just more so like, well, I actually feel like I have a great group of friends here, and I actually just really because there were times I'd say when I was younger where I really, getting yeah, some days it'd be like, oh, I don't want to go to hurling training, or I don't want to go play this match or whatever, and it was never like that. Um, like sometimes you'd be, you'd be kind of delighted when 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 this crappy weather like and and the match gets cancelled, but it was never like that when I joined Leave Out because it was always kind of, um, it was always good crack, and I'd say trying to think of sessions now probably I, I remember um, this might be now a, t- a year or two after I got mm. there is doing like three four mile tempos and just seeing how that I was able to run it at, at what was then a, a decent clip for me like at the time 
and, and kind of hold it for longer. Yeah. That was one of the things. And, and um, yeah, I'd say that and, and hills. Yeah. Hills. I, I love the hills. Yeah. Yeah. The hills, in fairness, the hill, hills pay the bills. That's what they say. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of went away. You've obviously <clears throat> your school, how was the, how did cross country go for you in the school? Was it, you know, did you have a, a successful program in the school and all that with Ken helping you and things like that? Yeah, we definitely, we, we, that's it. Some of the lads joke that I'm like an encyclopedia of results that I can actually kind of call off nearly everything. I just have a good memory with that with times and places. So I remember that I was uh, in first year, I was 93rd at the All Ireland Schools. And then my second year, I was uh, 15th. Okay. So when I got to the point then where I was like 15th, I was like, you know, and I think our team was only, I'd say we were always in the top 10. We always kind of wanted to get a medal, but that never really happened. I think we were fourth, either fifth or sixth year as a team. But there was always, I was never the only guy going out running. There was always a couple of us at the yeah. races. So that was probably, that was the year of Leeville kind of went from being, getting closer to the top, but. No, still not near the front, which was, I think, was good for me at the time because mm. it kept me motivated to keep chipping off. And yeah. Ken always took the, the long, still, I, I, he's not my coach anymore, but he's still a mentor and he's always still taking the long-term approach. Yeah. He obviously yeah. Drilled, he drilled that into my head. So. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I did ask him, obviously, you know, for a bit of information about you and, you know, as in any in, inside, inside jokes or anything like that. And he refused <laughs> to give me anything. <laughs> um, but Actually, <laughs> I, I even tried to get him on at one stage and he was like, no, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Well, if we had him on, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, this interview would still be going for the next four years. So, you know, we wouldn't stop him talking. You did one over the summer, didn't you? Yeah. I think yeah. I, I was out in, at an altitude training camp and Ken told me that he did one. So I was like, oh, I have to listen to this. Uh, and in fairness, so, he, he, he did get a great reaction to it. You know, he's, you know, yeah. uh, Ken, Ken likes to talk, as we all know. And, you know, he does know his stuff, to be fair to him. Um, so you obviously finished school you had a very su- successful you know stint in running and in with the school and um, what was next then for you um once like in terms of like around leaving as in college yeah what did you do yeah after? yeah uh so around around the age of 15 16 you know i was hearing it wasn't long after i started hearing stories about ken's time in america and kind of as i got into the sport more i was looking at you know some of the successful Irish athletes that went to the US. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like when you go through deep into the history books, you'd see the likes of Ronnie Delaney, Sonia O'Sullivan, Marcus, Eamon, the list goes on. Um, but um, I kind of was like, oh, this would be something that would be, I would, I'd love this if the the opportunity arose. Yeah. And as I kind of started progressing in 1500 meters and in cross country to the point of like making a Euro cross junior team and running like 348, 347, 1500. That's kind of when I started getting some contact from schools. And then that's kind of when I was like, all right, I think I'm going to do this, but I'm going to have to make, have a decision to make obviously as to which is the right one. And um, there were a bunch of schools that kind of, the thing, the thing with Marcus was he was always, he was coming up to the track once a year when he would come home. And obviously like to me, I always wanted, I was like, that would, for me, would be the ideal case scenario. Mm. Like if everything, the stars align, I'd go there. And, um, you know, Ken was never the type to be like, oh, just because I went to Villanova, you you should go to Villanova type of thing. He he was never actually said it. He was just saying basically 
whatever's the right fit for you. He was kind of telling me like, you know, put a list together of what colleges you, um, you'd be interested in going to. And it was kind of, the, I only decided that myself that obviously Villanova would have been the one, but when that kind of came a possibility in, uh, the summer before my leaving start, I took a visit there in, I think it was the end of September when my leaving start. And once I, I kind of, before I even went there, I was like, this is the spot for me. There's a bunch of other places that I could have went to. And I was like, you know what, I'll take a visit here. If that doesn't work out and I somehow don't like it, which I couldn't see happening at the time, then I'll go through the process of looking at other schools in the US and then making a decision as to whether I was going to go or where I was going to go. But and sure, tell me, Jerry, I don't know how the, the, the applications for college work, as in for you now, did you have to apply to colleges first to say that you wanted a scholarship first, or was it just pure, like, you know, they actually, the colleges came looking for you, or how does that American system work? So I was, I was actually surprised, because I didn't know exactly how it works. Like, you can contact any school you want, pretty much, like, through an email and with a coach or an assistant coach, and express your interest mm. but I didn't actually I actually never did that it was more so that certain colleges started like contacting me when I was towards the end of fifth year and I started making a list of them and I think like Iona and Florida State were so Kiran where Kiran went that was two mm. of the options now that are sticking out of my head and then you know the whole, I, I had a meeting arranged then with Marcus when I was in the summer to talk with, with my parents and, and all that so I you can and reach out to to schools, but for me it, it just kind of happened that there was a couple coming, and I didn't actually know really. It never really got to the point where I was emailing schools yeah. to say, "Can I come here?" But that's that's kind of how it works. It's a okay. mixture of that, and then obviously the school contacting you too. So obviously you went over to Villanova for the just before the, your leaving cert um, yeah. as you said it was an unbelievable experience and as you, you rolled off the, na- the list of names that went there you know it's, it's an iconic white singlet you know it's one yeah. that you would always see um, finish your leaving cert and did you spend the summer and then off you went was it? Yeah so it's kind of changed now but how it worked back then was you had two signing periods so you could either sign around November of your the year before you went or else I think it was I think it's April so I visited in September at the SAT in October which is like the American college entry exam so I'd studied for that over the summer took that and then once that was there I actually signed in November so I knew from November into my leaving start year that I was going following August mm. so I, yeah, and exa- was that was that exam results I know sorry no was that exam results dependent as in, did you have to, because obviously, you know, was there a certain amount of points that had to be made to get to that as well? Um, can, you, can you remember? I think, uh, I think like, the leaving search just had to go somewhat okay. Like, okay. It been, but, but I still kind of, I still, I still, like, applied myself in the leaving search. I'm just, know, I'm just, I'm just I looking for myself, that. Charlie, you know, I'm just trying, sure. trying to find out all the information for myself if I can actually do it as a... <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Still I'm, living a dream. Still <laughs> The living dream, yeah. I know the leaving yeah. cert was more of like a check the box. I still wanted to, for my own, just to cover my bases in case yeah. it didn't work out. I wanted to do decent in it, so yeah. Cherry, just just on a personal level, then like leaving your family and all that and friends, was it was that a tough decision to make, or were you was it all you know? This is where I want to go. This is the path I want to follow. It was it was tough, yeah. I mean, I had 
like I'm an only child and I always around my parents and I don't think I spent more than a couple of days away from them if it was a race or something like that up until the time I left. So it was definitely a big change. Um, used to being around friends, family, my grandparents lived next door to me. So I was very always like everything was right on my doorstep. And then I was going to like a big change into kind of being out on my own. But my parents and the whole family were very supportive and kind of like, it was, I knew it was like an opportunity that I couldn't turn down because I knew that I wanted to do it for, for so many years prior. Um, and so, yeah, it was, I, I remember kind of going through um, the uh, security in Dublin airport kind of being like, damn, I'm on my own here. <laughs> this is, this is kind of interesting, but don't look back. If, uh, don't look back. Yeah. But, you know, I think, you know, having, like here now we're on Skype, like having that with my parents and um, they've come over a bunch. And and then I think the big part that made it easier, I think more so for my parents than for me was um, the fact that Marcus was there, you know, literally someone that went to Creasery, went to Leeville, grew up, his house is less than five minutes walk away from mine in Turner's Cross. So that's mm-hmm. like, a, it was a special kind of addition, I think for, to yeah. make it a bit easier. Um. So, Obviously, we got over there all happy out. How yeah. did you, what year did you get there? Sorry again. Uh, August 2018. 2018. So how was the, the introduction life to American college for you in the first year, you know, which is going to take a lot of getting used to? Did you yeah. lend in no problems or did you struggle at times or what was the... From like a fitting in standpoint? Yeah, I, no, not, not fitting in, not enough friends wise or stuff like that, but as in like just yeah. adjusting to the training and to college life and to a different yeah. country and things like that. I honestly, from the get go, I loved it. Um, you know, there was uh, there was a bunch of guys coming in the same time as me. Some of them were from all around America. One of, the, one of my best friends from Australia. Um, so there was a lot of different kind of personalities on the team. And people that all had the, the common interest to me, like, you know, like whether it was people who were trying to be, you know, at the time, like breaking four minutes in the mile, or there were some guys also like then, because there's a don- bunch of different levels on the team, because that's kind of how a college team works. Because, mm. you know, some people would be on full scholarships, some people would be on partial scholarships, but they have academic support. And, you know, a team isn't made up of everyone that's running at the same level, but like everyone that was always applying themselves to like, their own personal goals and that I, I really like uh, that appealed to me from the start um, so I settled in pretty well and I loved it honestly and I think um, the first cross country season was pretty pretty good for me on a personal note like I kind of started off as like the 10th the guy on the team I kind of wanted to be further up but towards the end I was the third or the fourth guy and um, had a decent enough season. I got my doors blown off at NCAA cross country though, because that was a whole different experience that I honestly, hands up, have never cracked because it's just, it just wasn't, it never kind of came into fruition for me in the end, but it's a phenomenal race. Um, and then indoor PB ran like 403 in the miles. That's like a 345. So it'd be like a two second PB based on last year. And then that's when the struggle hit then because I got hurt and I'd never been hurt before. So that was kind of when things then like opened up and I was like, wow, this is not only now I'm like, I can't do the one thing that I want. I'm also not at home, but everyone was, I had a very good support network here to try and get through that. But that was when I learned more than ever something that uh, Marcus has taught me is to be patient. So 
that involved weeks of being in the swimming pool to then doing rehab, trying to get the body right, to then starting off with five minute runs and spending the whole summer then building up and not being able to do, you know, the races that I wanted to do and all that stuff just to be ready to go again in following August or September, October. So yeah. overall, it's like, pretty good, but that was a struggle. Yeah. I was thinking like that must be huge. Like we've had Dara, Dara and we've had Evan, like Michal Power and things like that, yourself, you know, you know, Things must be, when things are going well, it must be great over there and the, and the groups you have around you and the competition around you. But I can't imagine when it's not going well, like injury, as you said, that must be really challenging. It is. It's challenging, but it's also, I'd say, I don't want to say injuries are part of the game because that's not necessarily the case. But setbacks are a part of, the, mm. of this sport. Like mm. so, you have to be able to deal with it. But I was lucky that everyone was, you know, like physios, people putting in like work with you like I had a guy who would see me an hour every day every day Monday through Friday to work on like my my posture my um my gait because like that was it wasn't like I was doing any crazy training it was more so like that my body just gave out from uh imbalance you know mm. so <clears throat> yeah it was it was it was I got through it was fine yeah and obviously there's a picture up in Ken's um, massage uh, area yeah. of you yeah. finishing across the line of what I think is probably I would I would I don't know but is probably one of your highlights of your career so far of mm-hmm. the breaking the four minute mile barrier and I, do you, have you have you have beaten Ken's time haven't you easily I think isn't it I have now yeah yeah that's all right that's okay and funny <laughs> no I I just jump in there actually because it was one of the things I read and I don't know if this is still up to date but that you're one of five runners from Leeville who've gone sub four but three of them were through Villanova yourself Ken Nason and Mark uh, Marcus O'Sullivan obviously so that's a, a strong connection back. Yeah, yeah 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 that's correct so, yeah. Yeah, it's, and how fact. was that? How was that for you? Well, like as in, obviously, like you put your heart and soul into it. You had your injuries. You've had everything. You come back, and you know to to get your what was obviously your your overall goal really to break the four for that at time. time. Obviously, yeah, yeah. more yeah, at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, how was that? Did it reach it, expectations? Yeah. It did. It did. Yeah, it did. I mean, um, so like to go from I guess being uh, my first real big setback, I'd say. To then, like, what was it? Less than a little less than a year later, and then to to that coming off was uh, it was special at the time, yeah. And kind of just kind of proved to me that, like, you know, there's not always not everything's going to go to plan. And I've learned that even past that now till now. I've had my other different setbacks um, since then, but um, like, yeah, at the moment that was that was definitely very cool. And um, and the fact that I won the race too was kind of an added mm. bonus because you kind of get. The glory come across the line and stuff but uh and yeah what was that then like a month a month later then pandemic comes so everything gets shut down again and you're building from scratch again so yeah. but at the at the time yeah it, i look back on it i'd say at the time it was very special i look back at it when i'm done as it always been special like, to me but um but yeah it was cool yeah and obviously as you said the pandemic then hits mm-hmm. how was that for you for as in like how did that affect your training how did it affect college life i know now you, you went from college for everyone i think was an extra two years in college you got out of it I think. yeah yeah i spent so march 2020 till the turn of the new year um at home 
So taking classes online and training. And so at first, obviously, no one knew what was going on. But to me, some people couldn't even go out the door and run because they didn't know what they were training for. To me, that wasn't an issue because I was like, I know from my own head that like I'll go out and train. So the training just kind of went, all right, we'll do a bit of mileage, all focus on strength training, no track workout. I couldn't even get in the track anyway because of the whole mm. radius and all that stuff. So I luckily had Tremor Valley Park right around the corner. So I put in 70 mile weeks in Tremor Valley Park. <laughs> and, uh, um, it Yeah, that kind of went from, that kind of taught me, you, can, you know, my mom likes to say you can't plan anything these days and it's definitely right because we can't look too far forward because at the time it was like, all right, train away till I can go back to America in August. Then that doesn't happen. So it's like, all right, you train for Eurocross because I was always planning on doing Eurocross okay. that year um, for the under-23s and then Eurocross doesn't happen. So it's it's constantly like just, you know, you're just shifting till eventually just to me it just became all right but pushing it back now pushing it back you know you do the odd time trial here and there but like it was just basically training from march till the till yeah march to march pretty much because i think biggie cross country is my first official race in a year so that was definitely frustrating after just having like a at the time a breakthrough to then yeah, kind of being yeah. apart now i kind of like halted a bit but it was the same for everyone you know so I wasn't too mad about it and I was just able to just go out and train and I could back at it now as some extra time I'd spend it with my family because I had a year-ish or 10 months, whatever it was at home that I wouldn't have had. And now I've, and now it's, I think it's finally <laughs> paying off now to me where I am right now because I have the extra time. Yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's a good all. Everything happens for a reason, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a good attitude to have, you know, because like a lot of people, you know, and and to be fair to you as well, you you obviously didn't overtrain because I know Ken was here looking at was kind of yeah checking in on you, and I know a couple of people who did overtrain during COVID because they oh, all the time in the world, let's just go out and train and train and train. Yeah, where you know you still have to be disciplined. As you said, you still have to plan for whenever something happens. Um, and then you go back. And when did you go back to America? Was it in March you went back, was it? Or... Uh, no, so I came back from America in March uh, when COVID kicked off. And then I went back in, I think it was literally the 30th of December. So just before okay. New Year's. Um, so, yeah, and then the cross, then that would have normally been the indoor season. But then I ran cross country because the team needed me for cross country. So that's kind of another shift then that I had. I would have normally been getting ready for an indoor season, but I was already getting ready for cross. Mm. So everything was kind of all out of whack. And then by the time I ran outdoor season, it was my first one in three years at that point because I'd been hurt, then COVID, the last one. So by the time I was in my third year in college, it was my first time running on an outdoor track since uh, being in secondary school. So like, yeah, that's kind of like, it wasn't all rosy and, like, and daisy, you know, it was kind of like, there were some good moments along the way, but there were kind of things as well that were a bit like, you know, you never saw this coming, but, yeah, you know, again, a lot of people were in the same boat, so. Um, and highlights since, since obviously you got back and you've had, you know, you've, yeah, you've had the cross country seasons, you've had indoors and CAAs now. Yes. Um, what has been the highlights in the last year to two years now? So I'd say in the last, I remember, uh, was it last last January? Not this January, just now, but the year before, around three fifty seven. So that was a a PB at the time, and at the time I'd only broken four once before that, and it seemed like ages ago to me. Mm. It was nearly coming up on two years, so to get rid of that was nice. 
Um, and then I, I broke, I broke it then another like two times that indoor season. So I kind of wanted to kick on from there, but it was, didn't happen, but I had a bit of consistency. So that was good. Um, but I'd say the highlights, uh, probably the, came from relatively recently, the 746 3k, um, the, the, the distance medley that we did. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the one. Yeah. That was a, fa- a, fa- a, f- a brilliant race. 353 there and then um winning big east mile too was yeah was uh i'd been i think top four in that race like five four four what three four times compared indoor and outdoor so to win that was uh pretty nice too and from let's say from an irish perspective i know you've represented you've worn a singlet a few times as well but how did that one go for you uh european under 23s was uh uh was something i that was another thing that was pretty mad i mean i i, I got I, that was kind of the whole focus of the, the outdoor season that year. And then I was in the, the heats and got kind of, I'm sure I've seen the footage, but I got dragged and some fella clipped me and he fell down and then he dragged me and tried to bring me down, cut my eye and all this, like threw me off. And I kind of, I finished the race, but I could never gain my, regain my momentum. And then there was the whole thing that he got reinstated into the final and I didn't. So that was very hard because that was, that was the last time I ran for, for Ireland but um so that was I, I've learned from it though because I mean I, I had to keep my head at the time I didn't want to say any stupid comments yeah. that could have got me in trouble so um but that was yeah that's kind of um, on my horizon now is like the, the main goal for me over the next year or two now and I'm starting to get there now to be the point where I'm back in the, the best at a senior level yeah. And, 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 and obviously, Charlie, that, that, that few slaps and hits um, got you ready for the slap from the pole vault during the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't write it, like, you couldn't write cursed, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, oh, no. So I, I honestly, the people have asked me, you know, are you not really, really angry about that? And, you know, I, I could be, but at the time, uh, I had a minor strain. When it happened, I had a minor kind of tweak in my leg. that happened. I didn't know what it was at the time, thought it was a hamstring. Obviously kept on running on it, but couldn't. But I thought I was getting worried then that I was actually in trouble and I was hurt because the next two days it was, I was in quite some pain. But it turned out to be like this. I my I got my whole body got jolted from that, so my adductor was thrown out. But that got fixed two weeks ago, so I only, I only missed like two days, which I would have taken anyway, and then I was able to get back into it. So I'm really just glad that I'm not uh, didn't end up hurt from that one. So that mm. helped ease the blow. But it was a very yeah. Listen, it was very it was a disaster from the ncaa that it ever happened um, yeah. and there's been some backlash i've no, i've heard of people writing letters of people expressing their comp- complaints and you know it's one of the biggest meets in uh at this point now it's one of the biggest meets in, in the world in yeah. terms of track and field so yeah i was surprised to see that happen but um you know it's, it's like one of the it's like one of these ones on question the sport about you know what happens next and they, they freeze the frame so yeah. Bit mad, all right. Yeah, yeah. Bit mad, yeah. But you know, you have to be able to deal with the the ebbs and flows. Some things are in your control, some things are not. But um, you know, that's what Marcus told me. He was like, you have to be able to deal with some things that are in your control, some things that are not in your control. So um, yeah, I don't feel like I've lost any momentum from it. So and just in ter- yeah, in terms of coaching, like how much interaction do you have with Marcus? Is it daily? Is it you know? Is it just yeah, pretty you- much. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say Monday through Friday, and mm-hmm. then Saturdays are off day so some guys don't run or sometimes go for a three or four mile jog and then we'll do our long run that'll be told what we need to do beforehand so yeah i'd see him monday through friday 
and he's been fantastic as as a coach and as a bit of a mentor as well. You know, he mm-hmm. looks after his athletes, not just from on the track, but off the track too. Like, you know, he wants to make sure they're doing well in school yeah. and keeping on top of their on, of their um, obligations and stuff. So, yeah, I've been and, very used to it now. He's been my coach for the last four years. So, very fortunate. Just in Villanova then itself, like, you know, I know I think there's other sports obviously that are quite big there, basketball and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe there's like, are the athletes kind of, you know, the runners, are they are they the star or sportsmen there or is it just everybody's on the same level or? Uh, I'd say, well, the basketball's like, that's obviously the main. Like back to Collage yeah. to Street, the footballers those days were probably the main guys, were they over the? They were, runners? yeah, they were, yeah. they were, yeah. But uh, <laughs> the the basket the basketball here is massive. I mean, this year now they didn't have a great year, but like in 2016 and 2018, they've been they won the NCAA's, and we've had guys from who are on the starting roster go into the NBA straight away, like pretty much every year. So, but in fairness, I will say, like you know, we when we ran that 3K, me and my teammate, Liam Murphy, the record, school record was 7.47 and me and him both broke it. And then we, the, the four of us then on the relay broke the school record. And they actually brought us out onto the, the basketball court at Wells Fargo for like a recognition, you know? So like that was, that they, right. that, but for the most part, like everyone is on a level playing field, but they do, they do recognize um, achievements as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. And like, that's a, it's incredible, incredible something to look back at, and you know, in a few years to yeah. come, when you when you obviously, you know, you've a year left now, and there, you know, mm-hmm. it'll obviously come to an end next year, and, and these are moments that you look back and go, oh, geez, yeah, unbelievable, incredible, well worth yeah. it, and well worth a bit of heartache in it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it'd be boring, Do you know, if it was just successful all the time, it'd be boring. It would, it would, it would be boring. Yeah, it would. So no, it depends. are going the right direction now, and you know. The, and, the time they ran indoors now are kind of setting me up for yeah. where I want to be this outdoor season so Do you get to come back home much Charlie and, and even run here maybe or running races here or is it all stateside I saw um, in the summer of 2021 around the Irish Nationals the 1500 was my first time so I finished fifth and then ran the Europeans and then last year I had planned to run um Cork City Sports, Martin, and uh, the Irish Nationals again, but another setback came away. I got COVID in April, the end of April, uh, during the outdoor season, and you know, completely, completely threw me off to the point where, like, six to eight weeks, I didn't feel like myself even running. So I'd take a bit of time off and be patient again and do a little build up over the mm-hmm. summer. So, but this year now, I think I have round six races planned between Ireland and Europe. Okay. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and what's the plan? Obviously, I know you don't have a full plan, but yes, when you're, with the year left when you finish college, do you have a plan in mind going forward? Uh, there's a, a bunch of different options now. I mean, I'm kind of breaking into the threshold now where it's like, okay, you're starting to get some interest from yeah. different people, whether it's you know, back home or more so in the US now at the moment. But um, I'm kind of open to everything. I know I want to keep running uh, in some capacity. Um, but kind of in the next 12 months now where the results lie and, you know, it's easy to just join a group too, but you have to make sure it's the, the right yeah. the right fit. So um, I'll be figuring that out. And, you know, there's a bunch of a bunch of options. There's an option, you know, potentially I might be staying around here and Marcus and working with Marcus a bit longer. 
who knows so that'll be kind of something I'll figure out I kind of you know I've just been kind of like Marcus going to tell me that that's not the way you should think really in terms of like constantly thinking about what's next you kind of need to focus on what's going on right yeah. now because if you focus on that that's what will get you to the next spot so but um, yeah very fortunate that next year because originally it would have been all right I would have been here till this June and then I'd have been going home but because mm. of that injury back in 2019 it's given me the option to stay and I've been very fortunate that even though I only have an outdoor season I'm going to be allowed to stay here the whole time be with the team so I'll have a training group of you know be training with 337 355 yeah. milers 146 800 guys we had five guys last or three guys the other day run 2836 2841 and 2841 for 10k so like we've everything covered now at the moment from 800 to 10k so I'll be training with them and traveling for races in the early 2024 and uh, then racing again for a little longer so yeah it's, 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 it's an unbelievable like experience you said like to have a training group like that around you yeah. to have Marcus someone who everyone in Irish running knows and you know looks up to and to have him on speed dial for you to give you any information to have even as you said Ken Nason at home someone who again is a different point of view see something from outside it might spot something you know it's, has, yeah. has been there and done it I suppose yeah yeah has been there knows knows all the spots and knows yeah. the area yeah and I mean sure yeah, no, and even Donny as well. Like, you know, yeah. Donny's my neighbour and uh, and another guy that I'll pick up the phone to too when needed. And um, yeah, so I have someone from the class of the 70s, Marcus was in the 80s, Ken's in the 90s. So I, <laughs> all, 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 all decades nearly covered. <laughs> all covered. <laughs> That's brilliant. Though. And um, so I got a couple of questions for you, Charlie. One, yeah. I, I preempted that you were going to get this beforehand. So oh, yeah. it came in. When's the marathon debut? <laughs> I'd say I'm focused on when. I'd have to, so I'll first probably go when is the 5k debut. Yeah, 5k will be, I, I hope to run a 5k in December after like just building up through the winter and test the fitness over 5k in, in the States. But I'd say I will. I always want like. Some people kind of say, ah, oh, you know, when they get to a certain level that they only want, if they ever want to, went to the roads, they would only do big, big races. But I will at some point guarantee run Cork City Marathon. Mm. Since I was watching my dad do it when I was, my dad, so my dad, like, he, did, he, he ran a bit when he was a kid and then he got into rugby. And then when he was in his 40s, like, you know, he decided he wanted to run some marathons. So, like, he's ran, I think, three or four. And I remember going out with my mom, like, cheering him on he'd come by nearly the like he'd run almost past the house at the end of Cafe Road and I remember watching that and being like I really want to run this one day so I will definitely run the marathon I don't know I, I'd say He's, he still has the bragging rights over you so for the marathon at the moment <laughs> he does he does he'll have that for a while I'd say yeah. but they never, you never know I never I never write it off you know I might later in life yeah Oh, Twenty times. I'll definitely yep. do it sometime. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're you're still only a baba. You're only twenty three, I think, isn't it? Twenty three, yeah. So yeah, plenty of time for that. Yeah, baba. I let Creechie do that at the moment now. That's he's, it, exactly. He's, he's tearing it up. He's, he's tearing it up at the moment. Obviously, thankfully. Yeah. Um, favorite session. Favorite session. Um. <sighs> uh, probably actually one that we we've started doing recently. It's um. I mean, I don't know how much you know, but I know that like Marcus is known for having a relatively 
controlled training philosophy. Like, you know, it's not that I don't think I've ever been on my hands and my knees after a training mm-hmm. session because that's not the purpose of the way he rolls. But one session I found I really like doing was um, I've done it a couple of times now. Where it's, it's like two by 400 times times four. So like it'll be a 400 jog a hundred meters in around 35 seconds, do a 400, then jog a lap and do that four times. But going from like 65 down to like 61 for those. So that was something like, and we do a little session in the morning, kind of just like soft 5.30 pace, five minute reps in the morning and then doing that. So I really like that at the moment. A soft 5.30 pace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm only wording what he's telling me. I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Look, we 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 know as we said we, with the lads on you. You just you know you just take paces out of it because you know what what you what you're running. None of us can comprehend realistically for more than about you know a hundred meters at at most. I'd say it's all relative. It's all relative. And a hundred percent, and then it totally agree with you. It's good with that too, with the whole heart rate and lactic and all that stuff. It's mm. all designed to be kind of correlating to I guess a percent effort or as close as possible as you can yeah perfect um, yeah. look I, I'll ask if someone said your biggest uh, achievement to date what would it be for you this is everything you know from your early college school days to college to now what's the one memory that sticks out uh, I'll give one I, it's hard to pick one I'd say Winning the Irish schools 1500 before college. And then probably, I'd say, the seven, honestly, yeah, even though I see myself more as a 1500 miler guy, probably the 3K that I ran a couple months ago. They're my two probably up there. But then, oh, I hear I go now, I can't pick one. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give you, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Uh, winning the Big East cross country team title in uh, November this past year, we five in the top 10. That was, that was brilliant. Yeah. Because that hadn't happened in a while. Yeah, and, and and that's a team environment again, which brings you back is, to your yeah. GA days as well. You yeah, know, and yeah, there, yeah. there there's you can't beat that a lot of the times. You know, running is very individual, but when you do get that team option, it's incredible. Yeah, it is. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, Charlie, Brian, do you have anything else? No, not very good. Great to hear from you, Charlie. And I know, as I said, a lot of people are very interested when we put it out there that you were coming on. So I'm sure they'll be interested to listen to this one. Spread the word for us over there. I will, I will, I will. And, ha- and have, a ch- have a chat with your current mentor. Will you just tell him that, um, you know, he's more than welcome on any time he wants. I, will, I, will. I, I tipped off by that about Ken already. So I'll, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bring that one up. And, you, and, and I hear Ken is going to be joining you, I think, is it next month? I think Ocean... Uh, um, yeah, yeah, he's making a trip out to the pen relays. Yeah, now we've we've uh, right now at, at 355, myself 356, 357, and if I let us run around four minutes equivalent in the 1500 for our four by mile. And honestly, those times could be lowered in the next couple of months. Now we start mm. race, a couple of weeks we start racing, but we have a good we have a good chance now. So, um, Ken's going to make the trip after. Uh, after some time, kind of there now, yeah. when we're talking about the whole planning thing, he's planned to come in the past and it hasn't worked out. So, but he's 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 coming now this year. So, it'll uh, I'm looking for sure he's a past winner himself. Like, so yeah. he can lap it up now in the stand and just uh, <laughs> relax. Just the celebrity, the celebrity. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, best of luck with the rest of the year. Um, we'll Thanks catch up much. with you again. Um, but it's a pleasure having you. And you know, best of luck and massive success. I've no doubt in the future for you. Thanks very much to both of you for having me on. Yeah. And, uh, no, I'll see you over the summer.
Cheers, Charlie. Thanks a minute. Take care. Thank you to Charlie for joining us. And um, I'm, you know, while he was resting after his big 15 miles long run, I mean, you know, nice and easy, as he said, nice and easy at 630 minute miling. So, um, yep. lovely fella. Um, wish him all the best for the next year. For the next year and onwards with that as well but um yes. you know he's he's obviously he's, he's he's achieved a lot already and just plenty more to come yeah another up-and-coming star hopefully mm-hmm. uh it's just fascinating the marcus o'sullivan connection i think you know he's uh just guy speaks so highly of him i think as a coach you know and as a person really it's uh, fascinating to hear it yeah exactly and look we've had a few on already who's like you know he is obviously an inspiration to a lot of people so as as i said we tried to we, we tried to get the plug in to get charlie to do some work for us so hopefully fingers crossed we'll get that across the line at some stage yeah absolutely so that's it for another week i think yeah, yeah. um i suppose look just one other thing that we got great feedback as well on the interview from last week with john quigley i think in particular about his you know i, I had a few people contact me say about uh you know they knew john the administrator more so than john the runner so they were quite fascinated with his achievements and you know his level of training as well leaves on about 115 miles there at one stage I think so again well done to John and um, again that's it for this week I suppose yeah and we'll see you all next week happy running thank you for listening to the Runner's Diary podcast subscribe to the podcast on Spotify Apple Podcasts or from your podcast provider follow us on social media and until next week happy running